Is everything you've been told a massive lie? The mainstream media has been feeding you fake news, and we're about to expose them. Welcome to The Bean Pod. This is your place for all things stocks and crypto. From beginner tips to expert picks, use this as fuel for your investing journey. Because when you're in the know, your money will grow. This episode of The Bean Pod is sponsored by KyberSwap. KyberSwap is a DEX and DEX aggregator, which is built to facilitate all your DeFi needs in one single platform. Fast, cheap, and safe. User experience is KyberSwap's sole focus to make everyone's life better in DeFi. Welcome to the Bean Pod. This is Shane, aka the Jolly Green Investor. And this is Josh, the Nifty Investor. Today, we're going to be exposing what mainstream media has telling you because they've been feeding you lies. So we've gone back, we've done some research, looked at the data of ha- past historical headlines. Specifically, I love looking at JP Morgan. It seems as though anytime JP Morgan chimes in, you know, this is one of the biggest banks in the world. Um, they have a lot of customers underneath them, a lot of wealth. So it seems as though the mainstream media will feed you. You know who's a really good example? This is Jim Cramer. Yeah, for sure. So if you guys aren't familiar, Jim, Jim Cramer, there's an inverse Cramer on Twitter. Fantastic. Highlights what Cramer says. And then the opposite tends to happen. Right. I found a really good um, video of, of Jim Cramer talking about how he used to do this in the past as a hedge fund. He would present a bunch of fake news in a way and then short ahead of time and then ride the stock back up. And he said this. This is on an interview, and it happened to get leaked. It's documented, right? So basically what they're doing is, you know, big banks like J.P. Morgan or all these massive venture capital firms, <clears throat> they'll use Jim Cramer as, like, their front man. Yeah. So if, you know, the reason we decided to do this episode is because now they're talking, everyone's talking about the recession. Get ready for the recession. The markets are going to crash. Sell your stocks. Get ready for a global meltdown. These are the headlines coming out, coming out. But when J.P. Morgan and all those companies are saying that, our theory, and with the stats we're about to expose in this episode, it's that they want you to sell your stocks low and cheap so they can buy in because the markets are actually going to keep going up. So we're calling this the fake recession. So what's interesting is I went back and I look at, um, sorry, JP Morgan, December 27th, 2021. JP Morgan, bullish on growth, value stocks, sees inflation easing. That was May 27th. The market took an abs- absolute dive from there it dove 30 yep. percent from that headline right there's been a few other articles of him coming out and saying uh jp morgan s- says bitcoin has significant upside from here mm. and could rise to thirty-eight thousand. real estate not so much that was may 25th 2022 sure enough a couple days later bitcoin tanked so right now jp morgan is saying look there's gonna be a lot of panic in the markets we can expect a sell-off so part of me is thinking they want the the main. Str- they want retail investors, people like you and I, and the listeners and the viewers, to start selling our stocks in anticipation of a crash. What they're going to be doing is gobbling it up and riding them to new all time highs. Exactly. So what what they're trying to make everyone believe is that the American economy is on the verge of a massive meltdown. The economy is not doing well. People are staying in. They're not going out. They're not eating out. They're not shopping. But when you look at the numbers, you know, retail sales, all these big companies, they're beating earnings. You look at restaurants, people are still going out to eat. And so our theory is that really this recession has been felt in the financial markets, not the actual economy, not, you know, there's, there's blue collar and there's white collar. You know, what has happened is obviously we've had a massive bubble since COVID. They've printed trillions and trillions of dollars really since 2008. And now all they're doing is they're removing that money from the equity markets, from the financial markets. So if you're on Wall Street and if you're in, in equities and stocks, 
you will feel the recession. But the reality is, is that people that own stocks and are on Wall Street are not representative of the real America. Listen to these stats. So about 150 million, million Americans, or 58% of American adults, own stock. But out of those, the 1% holds 53% of those stocks. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's the ultra-rich that are being you know, hurt by this recession, right? The bottom 50% of America, which is blue-collar America, they hold 0.6% of these stocks. So they're not, a, you know, when the markets are tanking, real America, the real economy, these blue collar folk, they're not really affected by this. They don't own any stocks. Mm. And here's an even, even further into it. Most Americans only hold stocks through mutual funds. They don't actually own, you know, they're not trading Apple. They're right. not trading Amazon. 52% of American families held stock, but only 15.2% of them directly held stock. The rest of them, the 85%, they're only holding stock through mutual funds. They're not actually trading stocks. They're not actually hurt by this meltdown of global, the global economy. So it's very much a disconnect between the white collar and the blue collar. Absolutely. And that's why you get these big, you know, JP Morgans and the Jim Cramers telling you one thing, CNBC pushing that, that narrative. Yep. You know, I was looking at, I'm starting, you know, you see all these doomsday um, tweets and posts, et cetera, like the recession, the recession. I'm thinking like, all right, well, what exactly is a recession, right? So a recession typically is marked by consecutive quarters of negative GDP. So Q4 of 2022, we saw a 2.6% increase. And Q, Q1 of 2023, you saw a 1.1% increase. So we saw negative GDP last year. We haven't seen it at the tail end of last, of last year and this year. We're not seeing that right now. And that's, yeah, right. it's also highlighted by the fact that <clears throat> uh, top tech com- companies smashing earnings right now. Car companies like Ford, they've beat estimates. We have sales are up on retail plays like Aritzia. Mm-hmm. We have hospitality and tourism plays like Marriott seeing revenue jump. We're seeing, we're also seeing wages outpace inflation. So GDP is increasing. Every single sector across the board is smashing estimates, yep. revenue increases, and now wages are above inflation. So what are we talking about recession here? Exactly. It's almost like the data is pointing to one thing, that everything is actually okay. And the headlines, as we were saying, the headlines are the inverse of what's happening. They want you to not look at these numbers. They don't want you to look at that the economy is actually kind of humming along nicely. And, you know, it brings me to my next point about stats is the inflation, right? So inflation was always, you know, the big, the big thing they wanted to bring down. We have to bring down inflation. They've raised interest rates to, you know, historic highs to bring down inflation, And then they're coming and saying, well, one, inflation has been coming down quite significantly over the past few months. But there's some, some, you know, uh, analysts out there that are saying maybe inflation has come down further than they actually are reporting. Are they underreporting inflation? I think the last reading was around in the 4% range. But this true true inflation reading says maybe it's around 3%. So they've done a good job at defeating inflation while still maintaining the economic growth in America, which is, you know, they've done a good job. Mm. So are these signs saying that maybe they don't want us to know these things? You know, what's going on here? Yeah, no, I'm wondering that. They also have a, uh, the, so the Fed, uh, New York Fed comes out with, you know, their yield, their yield spread and has come out with a probability of a recession occurring within the next 12 months. It seems as though every month there's a probability within the next 12 months. So they keep thinking it's going to happen. It's risen to 68%. Right. This is based off of that two-year, 10-year spread uh, invert. Uh, when the two-year and the 10-year spread of treasury yields flip. Right. And that's happening now. Every time that has happened, there has been a recession. But maybe, th- maybe this time is different. Or maybe the recession or, you know, these 
depression or whatever is, you know, everyone's talking about that will happen will actually happen a lot later than people are predicting. So, you know, we always like to imagine these scenarios about who, what is the scenario where most people and by most people, I mean, retail investors will get wrecked because that's usually what happens. So, you know, a theory could be that all the headlines right now, all of this, what we consider to be fake news coming out is recessions here, sell all your stuff, recession incoming, 2023 recession, 2023 recession. That's all you hear. But what if the markets continue to climb for the rest of 2023 so much so that the headlines flip to say, oh, right at the top, we're out of a recession, no more recession, new bull market. And that's when you know that's when that's, the yeah. recession begins or the depression begins or the crash begins, right? And honestly, to me, that sounds like the most likely scenario. I feel like they're just going to keep pounding this recession narrative. The economy is going to keep humming along. The markets are still going to you know, be in decent shape. And as soon as everyone thinks that we're out of the woods and a recession has been avoided and the headlines start coming out, when you start seeing Jim Cramer and J.P. Morgan saying, never mind, we, we beat the recession, boom, yeah. that's when things fail. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I, I looked at a few, some other statistical uh, pieces of information that I think would be relevant. You know, in severe recessions, so stocks and real wages, they recover together. What I mentioned at the beginning of the episode, wages are now outpacing inflation. We've seen a huge uptick in wages. And this had to happen for a number of different companies because they had to attract workers. Because after COVID, there was this huge panic. It's like, we can't find workers. We can't find workers. So what did they end up doing? They had to start in attracting new employees. Mm. They did that by increasing the wages. So we're starting to see wages now start to increase. So in severe recession, stocks and real wages have recovered together. The 2022 contraction in real wages is on par with the past hard landing recessions. 1970, 1980, 1982, 1990, 2008. In those recessions, stocks started recovering around the same time that real wages hit bottom. Right. So we, we based off of historical data, we actually have hit the bottom. Correct. That's what a lot of people, you know, some of these insiders are now starting to talk about. And, you know, when you talk about wages and unemployment, that's kind of the big, that's the last big piece that Powell and the Fed really want to see rise, unemployment, right? They want to see something break in the economy where unemployment spikes to a level that then can, you know, see them, as, in their opinion, bottom. But if you go back to all the stats that we said at the start of the episode, if retail is humming along, and hospitality is humming along, and travel is humming along, you can't have this spike in unemployment because people need workers to service people still going to restaurants you can't fire workers there's still money coming in and if wages are increasing then people are taking these jobs so are we going to see that spike in unemployment like they're hoping maybe again maybe it's another another year from now mm. maybe it's mid 2024 when shit really hits the fan and we see that spike in unemployment and again you're not gonna they're not they don't want you to know that so they're not going to say anything about that well look how many look how many tech jobs have le- like how many tech companies have done layoffs you know we saw thousands of upon thousands of employees being laid off all of last year. So we would have seen a huge spike in unemployment then. Mm. But those workers have to find work. So they can't just not going to be bums on the street. They're obviously going to move into other, other industries. So if service is humming along, we might get tech guys rolling into the service industry, right. know, working in hospitality, um, blue collar jobs. So if you start to get, we're still seeing high prices. Like we go to the grocery store, the prices are still high. I know people are still struggling, but you know, they might have to pick up a second job. So that's going to start to play into unemployment data. Right, but there's right, also right. AI taking over jobs as well. True. But that's also going to create other jobs. So there might be this whole other field that they're not even looking at at the moment. And the other thing too is people are uh, creatures of habit. So they're just going to keep using their credit cards to... Right. So what I could see is that people just keep keep using their credit cards, keep using their credit cards, got to keep up 
you know, with the Joneses, you got to keep up with your current lifestyle. But eventually those people are going to start defaulting on their, their payments. But that's eventually going to hit the bigger players right. who are lending out the capital or the money to those small fish. It's going to be a domino effect that we, I think we see, you know, a year or two from now. Yeah. I mean, if there's one thing that you can bet on and one thing we can see that the government and the Fed and everyone, they love kicking the can down the road, right? So what we're seeing now is, one, we saw what happened with the banking crisis, you know, last month or two months ago. We know they've shown their hand. We know that they're willing to continue to prop the banks up. They're happy to dole out billions and billions and trillions of dollars to banks and regional banks to help them through this crisis. So, you know, when the bank failed, that was bullish for the market somehow because there's more liquidity coming into the markets, right? So we know that they're going to do this. And we also know that the U.S. government will continue to move goalposts for their definition of the recession and also with this debt ceiling, right? So they're thinking, you know, are they really going to let the, the debt default and, you know, crash everything? No, they're just going to move the goalposts again. Debt ceiling raised. More liquidity to prop the banks up. So it's almost like it doesn't matter what goes wrong. The government and the Fed will keep propping the market up and the economy. And then, again, just keeping kicking that can down the road for maybe the crash, which will happen in 2024, not 2023 like they want you to believe. Mm. So, you know, depending on when we air this episode, hopefully we air it before June 1st, which is the debt ceiling um, day. Of That's mm. kind of when we have to have the decision by. But what, what could end up happening, though, is if they do raise that debt ceiling, <coughs> liquidity ends up getting drained for the market. So they start pulling uh, liquidity from U.S. Treasuries. They have to rebuild their cash account. And that can end up hurting risk assets like a Bitcoin or other tech stocks, et cetera, that yeah. have seen, you know, uh, Facebook meta has been up 100% this year. Yeah. You could start to see pullbacks on some of the bigger bigger companies and riskier assets right. uh, as they begin to try to pay back this debt. Right, yeah. They That's never will. That exactly, yeah. <laughs> that it's something to watch for sure, and you never know really what's going to happen, but I think, you know, when it all boils down to it, there's just a massive disconnect between the markets and the economy. And yes, the markets have taken a big hit. You know, the stock market has corrected. The stock market's been basically up only for the last six months, mm. but it corrected massively last year. And, you know, just take a look at crypto. Bitcoin went from 69K to 15K. We've seen massive corrections across the stock market and crypto market, but the economy is strong. The numbers all across the board are strong. So, you know, if, if, you're, if you're watching this episode and you say, yeah, sure, all these, these stats, these gr are great, and, you know, don't believe the headlines, but, but what do I do as an investor, right? So just know that there has been a massive correction in crypto. So, you know, you never want to get bearish at the bottom. Stocks have corrected, and there's a lot of signs that they will continue to go on the path they've been going on for the last six months. I'm not saying we're going to see all-time highs this year. We might, but, but it's not a guarantee. But just try not to believe the headlines that are trying to scare you out of selling your assets because they want those assets. You know what I mean? So just don't believe everything you read. Yeah, I'd almost be like more semi-more cautious if we didn't see a massive crash in 2020. Mm. Although, yes, COVID-induced. COVID However, we did see a massive decline in the markets. And then again in 2022. We've seen two mass, we, I think we saw a 28% drawback in 2022. Two massive drawbacks over the past three years. Are we, are we expected to see another, another one this year? I, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, look, uh, do you have any more stats or anything you want to get out of there? No, that's it. Yeah, I think, I think basically the conclusion is we've seen crashes. You know, we've, we've seen a crash in 2020. We saw the crash in 2022. Don't believe everything you read and hear from these big media outlets they are the ultimate counter signal, whether it's JP Morgan, Jim Cramer, BlackRock, whatever it is. They want your assets. Retail investors always lose. And that's why we come on these, this show and try to tell you the insider information, what they don't want you to hear. So I think, yeah, 
if you're if you're scared about reading these headlines, incoming recession 2023, maybe take another look at the data and say, look, I think the economy is actually not doing too bad. Maybe there won't be a recession in 2023. Maybe they're going to kick the can down the road. So, you know, if, if you like this kind of co- if you like this kind of content, make sure to like and subscribe and tune into the next episode. That one is going to be a banger. All views expressed by speakers on the Bean Pod are solely their opinions. You should not treat any opinion expressed on the Bean Pod as a specific inducement to make a particular investment or follow a specific strategy, but only as an expression of their opinion. This podcast is for informational purposes only.